Welcome to Self-Care Hacks, the short podcast for overwhelmed and stressed out women who want to learn how to take better care of themselves. I'm your host, Anita Ojeda. I used to suffer from overwhelm and stress too, but I've learned how to take care of myself and take care of others. You can too. I've been doing a series with self-care checklists to help you improve your mental, academic, or artistic, physical, and spiritual health. Today's podcast is all about physical health, and what a great time of year to start talking about physical health. I don't know about you, but between Thanksgiving and Christmas, it feels like the season of butter. Seems like every dish that you love and crave during the holidays is filled with butter. But here are some hacks to help you make it through this season and any other difficult season in your life. Most people have no problem making big goals about physical self-care. We sign up to run a marathon, we buy a gym membership, or we purchase a Peloton bicycle, all in the hopes of making big changes in our life. But I'm here today to tell you that the acronym SWEAT will help you remember to focus on small habits that make a big difference. We don't have to go all out. We can go all in with simple steps along the way. The acronym SWEAT, S-W-E-A-T, will help you remember those small steps that you can take along the way. Hack number one, S for sweat. Make a habit of sweating at least three times a week. No, I don't mean going outside where it's hot. Exercise hard enough to break into a sweat and stay sweaty for a good 10 to 15 minutes. It doesn't matter what kind of exercise you do, just make sure that you sweat. Sweating means that your heart has entered the aerobic zone. Experts advise getting between 75 and 150 minutes of moderate to vigorous physical activity each week. Breaking a sweat will ensure that you get that vigorous exercise. You don't even have to do it all at once either. You can purchase gadgets to help you measure your heart rate, or you can just set a goal to get sweaty five times a week. If you're all geeky and like those gadgets, I've had a Fitbit, but now I have an Apple Watch, you can get cool apps that help measure how many minutes you stay in the vigorous exercise zone. It really motivates me to get sweaty and stay in that exercise zone. Just make sure that you choose an activity you actually enjoy as much as one can enjoy getting sweaty. I love to run, mountain bike, and hike. In the wintertime, I rely on aerobic exercise videos like Beachbody On Demand. You can also join online communities like Faithful Finish Lines. I'll leave a link in the show notes that will help you lose weight and provide community, recipes, and workout videos designed for the not-so-in-shape. Hack number two, walk. The W stands for walk. You've probably heard of the magic 10,000 steps a day guideline. That number may or may not be enough for you. The average American only walks about half that distance in a day. If you buy a pedometer or fitness tracker, some smartphones come with this feature built in, you can take a baseline reading and then aim to increase it by 1,000 steps a week. In just five weeks, you'll double your activity level. A self-care checklist might help you form these new habits. Here are some of my favorite ways to get more steps. I park at the back of a parking lot. You don't waste gas this way, looking for a spot up close either. And during the holiday season, 
You can avoid all the crowds. I take the stairs instead of the elevator. I never drive when I can walk. If I have to go to Home Depot and Walmart, I'll park in the lot where I need to buy the most and walk to the other one first. You could sit on a yoga ball and bounce instead of sitting on a chair. Bouncing keeps my heart rate at double its resting rate, which is about 52 beats per minute, so I think it qualifies as stepping. It's easier on my knees, too. You could go birding, or take a sunset or sunrise walk, or get out and smell the roses every day. Use your feet, not your technology. Stand up and walk to your kids' rooms to tell them it's time for supper instead of texting them. I don't know about you, but I'm guilty of texting my husband when he's sitting in the chair not 10 feet away from me. If you have a dog, take it on regular walks. Fido will benefit from the increased exercise too. And you can involve your family. Walk while your little kids bike around the block or form a family habit of walking after dinner each evening. Hack number three, the E in sweat stands for eat good things. Rather than going on a diet, Learn to eat reasonable quantities of good things. Your diet is actually what you eat and drink, so you're always on one. Sometimes it's not a very good one. Try to eat things with ingredients you can pronounce. Rather than cutting foods out of your diet, which could trigger a deprivation reaction, try adding good things in to your diet. For example, don't say, I'm going to quit having a cookie after lunch each day. Instead say, I'm going to eat a piece of fruit at the end of my lunch every day. If I'm still hungry, I might have a cookie. Don't try to make radical changes all at once, either. In order to make lasting change in your diet, you'll want to start small. Start cutting out white flour by using half whole wheat flour and half white flour in your baked goods. Once that tastes good to everyone in your family, try all whole wheat flour. Our taste buds will adjust and our bodies will start to crave the good things. We went through this process when our daughters were young after my husband had cancer. It took us about a year to go from using white flour in everything to using whole wheat flour in everything. For healthy recipe ideas, you can check out the recipe sections at anitaojeda.com. I'll leave a link in the show notes. You can also try the concept of mindful eating. All too often, we mindlessly eat without paying attention to why we eat, how much we eat, or when we actually feel full. I've discovered that I even forget to taste the food as I eat it. I'm learning to slow down and really enjoy it. The A in sweat is hack number four. It stands for active hourly. Aim to move every hour during the day. If you have a Fitbit or tracking device, set it to remind you to move each hour. My Apple Watch tells me if I haven't taken at least 150 steps each hour, and it gives me an incentive to move around a bit more. You may have heard that sitting is the new smoking, but scientists have shown that that statement gets overused without people really understanding it. Smoking will kill you a lot faster than sitting will. But, just like the campaigns against smoking that started in the 80s, everyone seems to have jumped on the campaign to move more. And moving more is a good thing. Studies have shown a relationship between sitting for long periods of time and dying younger. Most people don't realize how much they actually sit throughout their waking hours. Old school thought said that as long as you got in your 150 minutes of aerobic exercise in each week, you could sit with impunity. The new school of thought says that in addition to aerobic exercise, you need to make a point of moving throughout the day. The handy self-care checklist that I'll leave in the show notes 
will help you form some new movement habits. And the T in sweat is hack number five. It stands for take five. Make sure that you take time to stretch your muscles if you want to avoid injury. According to Harvard Health, stretching keeps the muscles flexible, strong, and healthy. And we need that flexibility to maintain a range of motion in the joints. If we don't take time to stretch each week, we put our bodies at risk for injury. Personally, I hate taking the time to stretch because it's a slow and controlled activity. In other words, boring. I've discovered stretching after a run or an aerobic workout works best for me. Lately, I've discovered something even better. When I wake up in the morning, I kid you not, I roll out of bed and I start doing my stretching and my physical therapy exercises. Lights are off, my glasses are off, I haven't picked up my phone yet, and I can kind of trick myself into thinking that I'm still asleep, although I'm actually stretching. Or you can combine cooling down with stretching, and it will help you relax after a vigorous workout. Stretching after an aerobic workout will actually make stretching safer. Contrary to what I learned in PE class 40 years ago, you shouldn't stretch before your workout. Once your muscle fibers have plenty of blood flow from your exercise, you'll be able to safely stretch them. Remember to hold each stretch for 30 seconds and not to bounce. Don't expect overnight results, but do faithfully stretch for at least five minutes, five times a week. If you need ideas, try YouTube. I found a great after-stretching routine by an exercise physiologist, and I'll include links to an episode with more information about stretches for people who sit a lot. What habits do you struggle with the most? I've already shared my aversion to stretching, even though I know it's good for me. You may have guessed that I don't relish sweating either, but keeping the acronym SWEAT in mind helps me remember that each day I should sweat a little, walk, eat good things, stay active hourly, and take five minutes to stretch. In doing those things, I have put myself on the road to better health. You can too. Come back next week when I share hacks to help you improve your spiritual life. Take care of yourselves, my friends. You are worth it. You can find me at selfcarehacks.net or check out the show notes for links to my social media accounts. If you enjoyed this podcast, take the time to tell a friend. Together we can build each other up and teach each other how to take better care of ourselves. I'll see you here next Tuesday with more self-care hacks to help you overcome the overwhelm.